quote of the day is from Franz Delich, the Old Testament history of redemption. It's very appropriate given that Russia just invaded the Ukraine. It says, even war, which arises from the selfish character of nationalities, is better than the idle peace of universal estrangement from God. For the demon of war arouses the peoples and drives them to God. That's interesting that uh, he recognized even with all the destruction of war, with all of the uh, heartbreak, with all of the economic disaster, with all of the people who are displaced, and, and all of the negatives that come along with war, um, war is better than a false peace, uh, a peace that um, leaves us not wanting God, not aware of God. So even as we consider now what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine, there will be people whose hearts are turned to God through this. It's one of the awesome things about the promise we have from God that he takes everything and works it to good. So there will be people who one day will be able to give testimony that because of these events that are going on right now, uh, they were forced to look to God. Maybe they were displaced and went to uh, another country, and that's where they heard the gospel for the first time. Or they were open uh, to God for the first time because of uh, the disruption of their life. So uh, it's a good reminder that although we, we never want war, it's terrible when things like this happen. God has a plan and purpose and uses all of these things. So they're not wasted. Uh, it's not something that uh, we can say is is uh, going to hinder what God's doing in the world. It actually is going to be something that God will use uh, in the lives of many people. At the same time, we do want to pray uh, for the people in the Ukraine today. All right, as we're thinking about the war in the Ukraine and Russia has invaded, uh, you know, there's going to be massive economic impact in Europe. It probably probably will affect the United States as well and most of the world. I mean, Ukraine, I, I saw a list of the number of items that are produced in the Ukraine. It's a massive uh, production company. There's all kinds of things from sunflower seeds to um uh, I can't remember the whole thing. I mean, it's just a lot of things. I was surprised at how many things that they produce. Um, we do want to be aware of that. I mean, that's that's important to know. We do want to pray for the people in the in the Ukraine. But I don't know about you, but there's nothing that I know of right now that I can do other than pray for them. But I do want to think about things like this and how I have prepared my heart for. Uh, disaster for the worst that life's bring. You know, that life is short, life's hard, and ultimately it's pointless without God. So that should mean that we consider, how do I choose to live? Uh, it's a good question. Um, what's important to me? What has real value? Maybe even more than that, what do I take for granted? And do you know how many people uh, woke up Tuesday last week and they thought, you know, the, things are going to work out fine. Uh, I have my job. I have school and all those things that people in the Ukraine were just going about their normal daily life. And then by Friday, all of that has, has changed. 
there's a different outlook. There's uncertainty. We don't know what the future holds. And that's true not just for the Ukraine, but a lot of the surrounding countries. Uh, they're looking at potentially millions of refugees from the Ukraine. How will that affect uh, those countries? So what am I taking for granted? What am I not thinking about that? Or, or what am I not thanking God for? Um, I think it's a good question because I live in Japan. And just in the prefecture I live in, in the last few years, we've had earthquakes, uh, volcanoes. We don't really live in a place where tsunamis and things like that are a problem. Um, but we have the potential for damage from typhoons. And there are just lots of natural disasters. It doesn't have to be war to upend my life. What do I take for granted? And maybe I take peace for granted. Uh, maybe I take safety for granted or my health for granted. You know, we could wake up at any day uh, and find out something that's devastating uh, with our health, with our family, with our job, and we take that for granted. Uh, we see often uh, from our perspective that life just will continue as it is, that until I retire or until I get older, I'll be able to just continue as things are. But that's not always the case. And if it is, it's only by God's grace and mercy. Uh, if it's not, uh, often God uses the it's not to help turn our hearts and our minds toward him. Uh, we're forced to question what is important. How important is my job? How important is my health? Um, it seems much more important if our focus is on the here and now. But ultimately, if we think about eternity, um, all of those things, they're not going to be important a thousand years from now. I mean, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that. But if you can just imagine for a moment, how important are all the things that I have planned for today looking back from a thousand years from now? Um, how important is my health today? When From that standpoint, I'll have spent a thousand years in perfect health, uh, exactly as God intended for me, for me to be in perfect uh, relationship with him, uh, with his family. So the fact that I have health problems today is not going to be on my mind, I don't think. So it's difficult for us, but it's helpful if we can keep our eyes on the fact that so many things that we place importance on today, in eternity, they're just not that important. Uh, the value that we place on them uh, is temporary. Ultimately, uh, our priorities shift. Uh, and the goal, really, as someone who wants to follow Christ today, who wants to honor God and, and really relate well with Him today, to be building that relationship is to recognize today to live those priorities that are eternal, um, to consistently try to pursue a relationship with God and put the things in my life that are going to help me to do that. Um, so even as we think about uh, all around the world, the Ukraine is just one of many, many problems, many, many places where there are difficulties and challenges and, and people that are suffering. Um, at some point in time, it's probably going to be us. And where do we turn our hearts in that time? Uh, it's worth considering. Uh, what am I taking for granted? And how can I stop doing that and turn my heart toward God today?
time for Chloe's Corner again, and she has brought us another song. What's it today, Chloe? Today's song is Reason to Praise. Reason to Praise. I bet I can guess what that one's about. <laughs> that one must be about finding reasons to praise God. Yep, because some days it's really hard to find reasons, but there's really always a reason to praise God. True story. All right, let's hear it. Awesome. Thank you. That's a good reminder. We do always have a reason to praise God no matter what happens in life. So thanks for that reminder. Well, it's good timing for our living theology. Today I was going to look at man and with Russia invading the Ukraine, it seems like a good time to look at the idea, the question, is man basically good or is man basically bad, evil? And there's uh, different opinions, there's different views of this. Surprisingly, uh, I always think if you've had children, you can't possibly imagine that 
children are basically good. Um, children don't have to be taught to be selfish. They don't have to be taught to be mean. They don't have to be taught to steal. They don't have to be taught to lie. They come with all that built into the package. So the idea that man is born good just is not comprehend. I can't comprehend that idea. I don't know where that comes from. Must be from people without children is all I can imagine. But when we look at this idea, we recognize that it's a core philosophy behind a lot of the things that we see going on in the world today. Um, the defund the police movement and people saying that, uh, right along with that, that if people have better choices, uh, that they will make good choices in their life. If we just had better options, uh, then they wouldn't turn to crime and, and all these other things. Well, that's just not true. I mean, that's, that's never been true. Uh, people would take the easy road even if it's not a legal road. So people are not basically good. Giving people their uh, multiple good options where they can be nice, kind people, um, that is not going to solve all your problems. That's not going to make people instantly better. Um, a lot of the issues we have with school discipline and the fact that you really can't do it in a lot of places. I mean, there is no corporal punishment uh, in schools very in very many places anymore. Um, and a lot of people, even uh, any kind of discipline, is is difficult. Uh, here in Japan, that's a huge thing. You really can't uh, in any way discipline children in the school. I mean, they try to uh, talk to them, give them good advice and encouragement to do the right thing. And you know what? A lot of kids just don't want to. And they will make fun of the teachers. They will laugh at them and they do what they want because they've learned, they've come to understand, there are no consequences. So... Those children are given good options, and they're treating very kindly. Uh, and how do they respond? Selfishly, with meanness, uh, lying, <laughs> all the things that are in the heart of man. So taking away uh, the discipline didn't help at all. It just actually made the class almost impossible to teach, and in some cases, definitely impossible to teach. I've heard a, a teacher recently said they had to take the technology out of their classroom because the children would come up, and the children, it's like junior high, would come up and you have a computer on the overhead with overhead projector or screen. I'm not sure how exactly it was set up, but the children would come up and be playing with the computer in the middle of class. So the teacher couldn't use it because the, the student is. And the student uh, has absolute control. The teacher can't, they can only say, can you please sit down? And the, the students would just ignore them. And they call in the principal, and the principal would squat down, look at them, and send kindly try to say, you know, we can't learn if everyone is doing this. And the student just ignores them and does what they're going to do. And there are no consequences. Um, there's no ability to stop them because they've determined we're not going to touch the child. We're only going to reason with them. And if the child is determined not to be reasoned with, <laughs> guess what? You lose. You've taken away all your tools to be able to reason with them. So uh, Jeremiah 17 says that the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Uh, and I think that's consistently proved true throughout history. As we've give, given man opportunity to do evil, man does evil. Uh, in James 4, I, <laughs> this is really, really good. Uh, the Bible says, what, what causes those quarrels and fights among you? Is it not your passion, your lust, your desires? Yeah, it's... We want, and we lie and cheat and steal to get what we want. Um, 
that evil flows out of our heart. That ultimately is um, where man is at. We are born uh, in sin and our hearts uh, generate it uh, as fast as we can think of it. So when we think about what kind of person I want to be, what kind of person I want my children to be, I know my children in the same state that I am. I, I fail miserably to do what I want to do. Uh, I often fail my own standards. Um, and that's one of the interesting things about trying to understand sin and help someone else to see sin. It's really not that complicated. I, I have often just asked ask someone, have you ever done anything that you thought was wrong? Forget about whether anyone else thought it was wrong. Have you ever done something that you thought was wrong? And a hundred percent of people that I've talked to, of course. Um, yeah, they lied to somebody and they knew it was wrong when they lied. They took something they knew wasn't, wasn't theirs and they um, were wrong to do it and they knew they were wrong. Everyone has numerous examples of that um, starting in childhood and most of the time going through into adulthood where they continually make choices that they know, they believe what I'm doing or what I'm about to do is wrong, and yet they do it. Um, how can we, in the face of that in our own life, even consider that man would be basically good? Um, you have only to look at the world around you and see that that's not the case. So today, as our, our hearts are heavy and think about uh, the Ukraine and the people who are uh, in hiding, are in shelters, are fleeing the country. Um, as we prayerfully consider their situation and look to the future and how the rest of the world might be able to help, in the back of our mind should be, you know, this ultimately is a result of, of sin and the fact that man is not good. Whether it is on the individual level, or on the government of large countries. Uh, man chooses selfishly. Uh, man chooses poorly. Uh, man seeks not the best of mankind, of even the country, of uh, the world, but of individual interest uh, and tries to shape the world around them to make life how they want it to be. And that, that ultimately is where we are at conflict with God. We try to make the world as we want it, instead of uh, seeking God and, and desiring Him, uh, we desire what our heart wants, and our heart is, is evil uh, and deceit, deceitfully wicked. Um, certainly I see that in my own self, and I think most people that are honest with themselves see that too. And rather than end today with being incredibly depressed that the world is uh, at war yet again and uh, we are sinful and and failing on many many sides. The wonderful thing is that God still chose us. He He wants to have a relationship with us. In the midst of all this, God forgives us. He offers us um, hope and peace, and He offers meaning to our suffering. You know, the the things that we go through have purpose and have meaning. Uh, with God at the center. Um, and that should give us hope. 
You know, God's doing something and it's bigger than us. It's bigger than our country's economy. It's bigger than uh, the war in Ukraine. And ultimately, uh, when we stand before him and uh, see how great that he is and see what he has done to draw us to himself, uh, we will be thankful. So I hope you have an awesome week. Do remember uh, the people in the Ukraine, uh, the soldiers from around the world who will be helping both with refugees and with uh, defending the Ukraine. Uh, but ultimately, um, let's keep our eyes on God and trust that He will work this out and we will hear amazing testimonies of His grace and mercy in the midst of this situation. 